Hello and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 38. Thanks for listening. What's new, guys? It's Sunday morning again. Uh, yet again, I'm taking advantage of a quiet house to do a little recording, and life is good. I could use Sunday morning to like read the newspaper and keep up on current events and stuff, or I thought I could play... 30-year-old video games. It was not a difficult choice. So in the news this week, I don't really have any news. What's new with you? How's, uh, how's your dog? How's that thing on your toe? Wait, never mind. I don't want to hear about the thing on your toe. Seriously, do not email me about the thing on your toe. Uh, all right, since there's no news, why don't we just get right into this week's game? This week's game is Donkey Kong Jr. If you listened to last week's episode, Donkey Kong, you'll know that whenever I say Donkey Kong, except for just now, I have to say it as Donkey Kong, because I am weird and occasionally obnoxious. So, pardon me if I slip into Donkey Kong periodically throughout this episode. So, last week, when we talked about Donkey Kong, I dropped a lot of cool Donkey Kong and Mario facts upon you, and I do encourage you to listen to that episode, and then when you're done with that, go look at Wikipedia, because they have a trap ton of stuff that I didn't even mention in the episode. With the exception of Pac-Man... Hold on. Did I even say what game we're playing? Yeah, I guess I did. Donkey Kong Jr., which of course is a Coleco game from 1982. Donkey Kong, I believe, came out in 81. They followed it up a year later with Jr. in 1982. With the exception of Pac-Man, Mario, the character, has to be the biggest survivor from the Atari era who still has some sort of pop culture relevance. I'd say probably even bigger than Pac-Man now. Occasionally, somebody will come out with another um, port. I don't know if you can hear that or not, but I still have the Donkey Kong cart in my console in the background, and the opening, da-da-da, just played. And I know that was eerily similar. You probably thought that was the sound from the computer just now. But no, that was me. I'm a master of impersonations. Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, right. Uh, Pac-Man, of course, huge deal in the 80s. Occasionally now, you'll see, you know, someone will come out with another way to play the original Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, etc. games on the newest computer system. But you don't see a whole lot of... In fact, I don't think you see any new games featuring Pac-Man and the ghosts. However, you do, about every other day, see a new game featuring Mario. So, he's got some staying power. Donkey Kong, the character on the other hand, the gorilla, maybe gets a cameo now and then in a Mario game, driving a cart or something, but that's about it. He does at least come around for that. Junior, however, I don't think has ever been heard from again after this game, and I would say for good reason. I guess this is time for a good uh, public service announcement pointing out the serious issue that, much like child actors on sitcoms, child avatars in games struggle with maturity. We grow up in the coin-operated adrenaline rush of a video game universe. It's hard to downshift once the plug is pulled on the old console. Junior, we suspect, ended up just another statistic. Addicted to power-ups, clinging to that last fraction of red on the health meter bar while getting rejected for even lame gigs like the job is the Microsoft help icon that stupid paperclip with the eyeballs got. I think maybe life is just hard for kids in video games. Alright, 
So now is the time when we read from the Donkey Kong Jr. manual. Uh, much like the Donkey Kong, sorry, Donkey Kong manual, the Donkey Kong Jr. manual, very, very short. This will not take long. So we're told on the front cover that this game is for use with the Gemini Atari 2600 VCS and compatible game systems. Hold on. What the hell is the Gemini game system? I'm not necessarily the most well-versed in video game history, but I know about Atari, I know about Nintendo, Coleco, Intellivision, you know, all the various ports for those things, uh, all the various systems for those things, but Gemini is a new one for me. If anyone has had or knows what a Gemini system is, let me know and maybe tell me what game I might have heard from, heard about, that exists on the Gemini system. Other than Donkey Kong Jr., because I already know about that, because my manual told me. Alright, this game is for color or black and white TV. Select from eight skill levels for one or two players. On the first page, under game description, we have a very jolly-looking King Kong, sorry, Donkey Kong, standing with Junior, who's holding a key, and Junior's wearing a big old frowny face. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Maybe he's just been sent to his room or something. And we're told that Mario has locked up Papa Donkey Kong! Exclamation point. Junior must make his way through a treacherous jungle to free him. Racing against time. Not sure why exactly. Is he being sold to a zoo or something? Junior climbs and swings across vines while avoiding dangerous creatures all to reach a flashing key to release his Papa. If Junior succeeds at this mission, he must push keys to the top of chains, once again avoiding clever opponents. If he passes this test... My game console is talking to me, Jack. If he passes this test, he arrives at Mario's hideout for another trial against time. Can you help Junior save his father? I gotta tell you, a game called Trial Against Time sounds way more interesting than Donkey Kong Jr. Getting ready to play. Always make sure the game system is off when inserting or removing a cartridge. One player game uses left controller, two player game, alternating players. Player 1 uses left controller, player 2 uses the right controller, player 1 goes first, each turn lasts until player's junior is eliminated. Turn the game system on, press game reset, press game select until the number of players shown at left and the skill level shown at right you want to appear on top of the screen. I gotta tell you, I never bothered looking at the skill level. I really didn't even remember there was a skill level option. I just basically looked at one or two players. However, there are eight skill levels to choose from. Skill 1 is the easiest level, suitable for beginners. Skill 8 is the toughest challenge, even for experts. Skills 4 and 5 played about the difficulty and timing of a professional arcade machine. Well, now you tell me. Why didn't you tell me this 30 years ago? Oh, wait, you did. It was in the manual. I was 10. I didn't read manuals. I'm, like, way older than that now, and I still don't read manuals. After you've made a choice, press game reset. Now you're ready to play. Using your controllers. Get ready. Hold the controller with the play action button to your upper left toward the TV. Thank you. Hold on. This is interesting. Man, I should have read this like before I started recording. Because there's some fascinating stuff in here. Anyway, there's a little diagram. Uh, one is a picture of the Atari 2600 VCS controller, the basic joystick that we're all familiar with. Shows you where the play button is, where the control stitch is, blah, blah, blah. Then we have a picture of, a drawing of a Gemini video game controller. Got a little tiny control stick at the top. It's, it's a rectangular shape about the size maybe of a Hershey bar? I don't know. We look at a control stick at the top and a play action button on the left side and then some big round thing at the bottom. 
Is that like a trackball kind of thing? I don't know. Again, if anyone's ever seen one of these controllers, let me know. And if it's something cool I should have for my Atari setup, let me know that too, because I'm always looking for things to spend more money on. The control stick directs Junior's climbing and running. Climbing. If Junior is on a vine or a chain, press the control stick up away from you to make him climb up. Press the control stick down toward you to make him slide down. Junior climbs up two vines or chains faster than he climbs up one. But Junior slides down one vine or chain faster than he climbs down two. Swinging. If Junior is on a vine or a chain, press the control stick left or right to make him swing in that direction. Running. If Junior is standing on a flat surface, press the control stick left or right to make him run in that direction. Play action button. The play action button makes Junior jump. Press the button when Junior is standing to make him jump in place. Press the button while Junior is running to make him jump in the direction he faces. A lot of this is intuitive. You really wouldn't need to read the man manual, but I'm contractually obligated to read the manual. So, too bad for you. If Junior is on a vine or a chain, press the button and the control stick at the same time to make him jump onto a platform. Hold the control stick and play action button down longer to make a longer jump. Here's how to play. Climb, little guy! Exclamation point. And that's actually in the manual. Press the play action button. Junior appears and jumps to the first vine. Use the joystick to make Junior climb up. But he can't climb through a girder. Move him around to the left of the girder. Junior must be on an adjoining vine and above a girder before he can jump swing onto it. Watch out for the snap jaws along the way. Oh, okay. I think in the arcade version, those snap jaws are like actually fully rendered birds. Uh, in this game, they'd look like, yeah, just little I think in the field report, spoiler, I called them like potato chip bag clips that you put on to close a potato chip bag. That's what they look like to me. And there's a manual that calling them snap jaws. I guess because even they realize, yeah, this doesn't look anything like a bird. Capture the flag. The flashing key at the top of the jungle next to Mario can free Papa, but mean Mario sends snap jaw after snap jaw to stop Junior. Guide the little ape across the screen to the right and up to get him onto the highest girder. Leap over snap jaws for points. If Junior misses the key and runs into Mario, Junior is eliminated. Because apparently Mario don't play. You must start again from the beginning. Press the play action button to play again. Bonus! Exclamation point. While Junior works his way up the flashing to the flashing key, a bonus timer counts down. When Junior reaches the key, the number appearing in the bonus timer is added to your score. But time can work against you. If Junior hasn't captured the key when the timer runs out, Junior is eliminated. The key to the situation. Once Junior captures the key, he faces another challenge. He must push three keys to the top of chains to free his papa. But this is no easy feat. Why do they have to do that? He's got the key. What? Mario's like, Well, Junior, you could take the key and what's inside cage number one right now. Or you could risk it all in our room of chains and choose between one of three fabulous keys for a fabulous prize. I made all that up. That's not actually in the game, although it would help a lot if it was. The keys are so heavy that Junior must climb up two chains instead of one, but that's not all. Snap Jaws still chase Junior, both on the chains and on the ground, and nitpicker birds fly across the ground trying to catch him. Poor Junior. Mario's hideout. After Junior has pushed all the keys, after Junior has pushed all the keys up the chains, he enters Mario's horrible hideout. Now he has to dash across coils and climb more vines to reach the top hanging vine. But Junior's foes, the snap jaws, still keep up their chase. Junior, jump over the snap jaws and keep moving up and across. That's the only way to free Papa. One more time. 
The farther Junior gets, the wilder the action becomes. The missions repeat, but they keep getting harder. How many times can you help Junior free Papa Donkey Kong? Seriously, how many times before you finally tell Papa Donkey Kong, Look, I can't help you if you don't help yourself. There's a lesson in there for us all somewhere. Starting over. Press game reset to replay Donkey Kong Jr. Game options you've just played. Press game select to choose another challenge. Scoring. Points. Placing key in lock. Key mission. 100. Bonus points. When you complete a mission, the bonus timer stops. The number remaining in the timer is added to your score. Bonus juniors. You earn a bonus junior when you, your score reaches 8,000 points. Your score always appears at the top center of the screen whenever junior is eliminated or completes a screen. The fun of discovery. This is how the manual ends. The instruction booklet will provide the basic information you need to get started playing Donkey Kong Jr., but it is only the beginning. You will find that the cartridge is full of special features that make Donkey Kong Jr. exciting every time you play. Experiment with different techniques and enjoy the game. Alright, and then there's the 90-day limited warranty and Coleco's customer service number. Um, okay, so that's how you play Donkey Kong Jr. Supposedly, this is the only game that Mario appears in as an antagonist. Arguably, though, he's the antagonist in Donkey Kong, the original, anyway, since he's really just trying to, Donkey Kong's really just trying to get back at Mario for mistreating him, if we believe the premise of the game. Mario, the character, has appeared in, like, I don't know, 7 million different games. So, I want someone to do a podcast that is just reviewing Mario and Mario Brothers games across all the various platforms. I think that would be a fascinating study into this particular character in all his many, many forms. So, get on that, internet. After the break, we'll play Donkey Kong Jr. My brother, King always said I'd end up like this. Donkey, he said, be like me. Go into movies and mass destruction. Blonde bears will be throwing themselves at you. Well, you might have to go grab them, but you'll get some anyway. Now look at me, locked in this cage. <sighs> well, I know my kid will come and save me. He's a good boy. Wait, I hear something now. No, wait, not that kid. No. Okay, so here's the thing with Donkey Kong Jr. In the arcade, it was kind of a fun little follow-up to the legendary Donkey Kong. The home port, though? Uh, ow. That weird... Uh, potato chip clip thing that I guess is supposed to be a bird just got me. Um, the home version is kind of crappy looking. I don't know if this was a rush job or not, but it's not a particularly good looking game. Um, the sound is annoying. The graphics are pretty basic. Uh, the water at the bottom looks pretty good. Wow, and the game's over already. Um, I guess back to you in the studio. Okay, so I really hate this game. I don't mean I like Amadar type hate it. Listen back to some of my old episodes to explain that. 
Amadar is pointless and stupid. Donkey Kong Jr. just inspires my wrath for looking bad and sounding worse. The graphics are lame. Vines just look like straight lines. I've already talked about the birds that look like potato chip clip bag, uh, potato chip bag clips. The sound is grating and annoying, and it takes what was a mildly diverting arcade game and makes it a pointless waste of time. However, you know, big props to Nintendo for making the really popular hero of its mega hit Donkey Kong, the villain in the sequel. From a storytelling perspective, I'm not sure how often that happens and how often it happens successfully. And I don't think uh, Mario was ever the bad guy again in any of these games. Granted, at the time, you know, you had Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. So Mario wasn't Mario wasn't necessarily the legend that he is now after that one game. You know, he's a sainted property now. I'm pretty sure he might be running for president. I totally vote for that dude. So we had Donkey Kong, Mario, trapped in the hell that was the 1980s, dealing with life and an irate gorilla. So what do we have for a story for Donkey Kong Jr.? Five parts to a story as always. The introduction or exposition, which is the setup, giving the characters and the universe that you're playing in. The rising action, where we're Things are starting to heat up. Events are set in motion. We're headed toward a big showdown between the protagonist and the antagonist, which typically comes at the climax, which is sort of the peak of the story, where conflicts come to a head and fates are decided, followed by the falling action, which is the aftermath of the climax, and we see the ramifications of that conflict before stumbling cluelessly into the resolution or denouement, which is just a fancy way of saying the end of the story and uh, the tying up all of all the loose ends. So, when I look at Donkey Kong Jr. and look at what's going on here, here's kind of what I feel like. It, here's what the game feels like to me. Mario may be, you know, still traumatized from the events of Donkey Kong, meets up with this super fly guy. Make that fun guy. His name is Goomba. His hood is Koopa Troop. Dude kind of looks like a mushroom, which is weird, but he's pretty cool. And anyway, he's the dude who can get you the magic you need. He's like the vanilla ice of drug-dealing fungus. Dance. Bum rush the speaker that booms. I'm chilling your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly when I play a dope melody. Anything less than the best, the best is a felony. No judging. Mario is human-ish. You try living in the sewers with toadstools, smiley flowers, and those cartoony bomb things that walk around in sneakers. You'll need a little something to get through the day, too. Just try walking a mile in his digital shoes. Those tiny, tiny shoes. The kid don't play. There was a problem. Yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Wait, what just happened? Anyway, let's check out the rising action anyway. We've got an idea what's going on at this point. Mario's got a little PTSD going. He's looking to mellow out a bit, but he lives in a very weird universe. Thank you, Atari Game Console. I really hope you guys can hear that noise every now and then, otherwise you probably think I'm insane. Rising action. Have you ever seen colors? Colors are pretty, aren't they? Mario wakes up the morning after that thing with Donkey Kong. Not entirely sure that all this really happened. DK is still in his cage, but he's like staring at Mario. Monkey smirking. Like he knows something. Wait, what's that rustling in the trees? And where'd the trees come from, anyway? 
And who let all those birds in here? Who's keeping all those potato chip bags closed? And they're smirking at me too. What is going on? Suddenly, Mario realizes he's not alone. So here we are at the climax. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, there's another one! Who knew Donkey Kong had a kid? Hey, buddy, Mario says. He doesn't answer, though. Not verbally. Hey, who knew gorillas knew those hand gestures? And then Junior starts climbing up the vines. And wait, why are there vines on a construction site? The potato chip bag birds are squawking again. At least, I think they're birds? Maybe they're crocodiles. Or, you know, capital L's that snap open and shut? Oh, it's weird. The world suddenly looks like lame 8-bit graphics. Anyway, Mario notices that the bird whatevers are lining up in front of him. So what could he do? He's gotta get back to work. It's not like he's a plumber or something living the high life using plungers to suction, like suction cups to climb those piles of money. Gotta get this KB store built. So Mario sends the birds after Junior. I know, I know. It's not very nice. Junior did a pretty good job dodging the birds, though. He just kept on coming. Aren't kids supposed to be indifferent and not finish anything? Man, you can't trust kids today. So, the climax part of our story is basically the game Donkey Kong Jr. So now we've got the falling action. All of a sudden, there he was. Jr., up here on this platform with me, as if I just stood there and didn't do anything. Which is basically what I did. In retrospect, making the key to Donkey Kong's cage a bit flashing beacon probably wasn't my smartest move. So, you know, I, I gotta plead guilty on that one. I did manage to get Donkey Kong back in his cage, though, and move the cage to another platform that I secured with easy-to-climb chains and locked the cage with three keys on flashing keychains. And, yeah, I guess I messed up again. Oh, well. So now we come to the end of our story. The resolution of Dana Mon, which simply put is, yeah, Mario doesn't have a gorilla anymore. Sadly, though, neither Donkey Kong nor Donkey Kong Jr. have careers anymore. Remember that, you gorillas out there. Manage your money wisely, because it, it could all be over before you know it. And that's our show. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Take a Chance, Reformat, and Pinball Spring. You can find Atari Bytes on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Please do leave a review. If you don't, all your potato chips are going to get stale. Check out the Atari Bytes page, ataribytes.libson.com, for show notes. Like the Atari Bytes Facebook page, and follow us on Twitter, at Atari Bytes, or follow me personally, at Carnival of Glee. You can also support the show financially by leaving a little tip on our Atari Bytes Patreon page, or by shopping for Atari Bytes stuff on Zazzle.com. And if you love Snoopy, Charlie Brown, and the whole Peanuts gang as much, or even nearly as much, as you love Atari, check out my other podcast. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. Next time on Atari Bytes. G.I. Joe! No, I don't know why we're playing that game either. Tune in next week and find out. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. Oh, 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 oh,